Hey, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for purchasing this product. I know that it's going to bless your life. God has given me a word specifically for you. I want you to know if you apply what I'm teaching, it is going to revolutionize every aspect of what you're dealing with, going through, or facing in your life. I want to say again, thank you so much. Go with me right now into this teaching. It's going to bless your life. All right, let's get into it. Everybody say, get out. Somebody say it again. Say, get out. This is what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about getting out and doing what God's called you to do. What is it that's in your heart that God has put in your spirit to do in your life? How do I know if it's God? I can't sleep. How do I know when it's God? When I'm riding down 285 or I-20 going through life, it hits me out of nowhere. How do I know when it's God? He keeps, it keeps reverberating in my spirit and in my mind all the time. How do I know when it's God, man? Because my circumstances can be bad, and people can try to cheer me up, and it don't do it. And I can go do retail therapy and buy some stuff, and it don't do it. Or if you're like me, I realize when I stress, I like to eat. So I can go eat a great meal, and it doesn't do it. But that reverberation of that thing God has put in my heart to become, that's the thing that gives me joy out of nowhere. You can have tears in your eyes one minute and have a smile on your face while your face is still wet. Why? Because that's what the Holy Spirit has put in your heart. And he's ready for you to step out on faith. How many people have been feeling that? How many people have been feeling You've been feeling it? Listen, me too. And so Jesus came to a bunch of people who were breathing. This is what I love about Jesus, man. Jesus came and said this, I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. And I'm like, what did Jesus mean when he said that? He was talking to a bunch of people who were breathing and said, you're existing, man, but you're not having life. The worst thing to do is be existing, living out a purpose that don't belong to you. (sighs) Living out a purpose that's not yours. Touch somebody because they're looking funny. Touch them real quick and ask them, say, what kind of purpose are you living? Are you living, see, are you living your purpose or are you living a purpose that you read about? Are you living your purpose or are you living a purpose that your parents said this was your destiny? Are you living a purpose that that somebody told you or are you living a purpose that came from God? See, watch this. Here's what I learned, man. Here's what I learned. Prentice, here's what I learned. Just like a minute ago talking about finances. After 12 years, I finally realized I can have the best wonderful presentation. I can do the best stuff in the world, but that's not, that's not me. I'm going to always get the best benefits and reward when I be my authentic self. You don't have to work a job that's not your purpose. In your purpose, God has built in safety mechanisms for you. In your purpose, God has built in rewards for you. In your purpose, God has built in unmerited favor for you. In your purpose, all things work together for your good because God wastes nothing. When you're living in your purpose, and I want to talk today about getting out of the boat again. And here Jesus is. He just fed 5,000. 5,000 people. He just did a miracle. He, he took that fish sandwich. That, he took that fish combo from Long John Silvers. The little boy was the only planter. Everybody out there starving, and the disciples is like, Jesus, who can we, we can't feed these people, send them away. Jesus knew that I got to give them something natural so they can be ready to receive what I want to give them spiritual. 
So he took this fish sandwich, come on y'all, the fish snack, broke it and blessed it and distributed it. And then he went away. And the Bible says, now here Jesus is standing on the bank, sent his disciples away so he could go pray for a while because he poured himself out. You, can you see the picture? And so here Jesus is saying, okay boys, y'all go ahead and go. I need, I need some time away from y'all and them. Some of y'all feel like that right now. You didn't even come to church because it was Sunday. You just had to get away from your in-laws. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't know when to leave. How many of y'all got family like that? You love them, but they don't know when to go. Y'all done ate all the turkey, all the ham. You done used all my toilet paper, all my, all my towels, and you don't know when to leave. You hoping right now that when you get home, they will be gone. You didn't mind entertaining, but you ready for them to go. And so Jesus was kind of feeling like that. He sent them away. And so the Bible says now, the disciples are on the boat, and here's a defining moment. And I want you to read it for yourself for the sake of time. Matthew 14 and 27. It talks about Peter seeing Jesus walking on the water. See, when you get in your purpose, you can connect with the water walking Jesus. Do you know what the water walking Jesus is? That is the Jesus that can do anything. That is the Jesus that can defy natural laws. That is the Jesus that says, I don't care what the world's economy is. If you get in my kingdom economy, I can bless your socks off. I know the marriage is terrible. I know it seems like it's going to fail. But I will get in that marriage and shake it up in such a way that you're going to be more in love now than you were the day you said I do. Because he is a miracle-working God. I'm trying to convince somebody right now that's feeling a little discouraged, that's feeling a little depressed, that's feeling a little frustrated because of where 2017 has left you. But I'm trying to tell you, we serve a water-walking, miracle-working God, and God is saying, I'm ready to bless somebody in the next five weeks more than I've blessed them in the last 12 months. Is there anybody in the building that know what I'm talking about? Look at your neighbor and tell them, it's time for you to get out. It's time for you to get out. What you've gone through is not for free. What you've gone through is not for nothing. God wanted to teach you that I can bless you and I can sustain you when everything else is fading away. I'm going to remain still. I'm going to remain solid in your life. Somebody shout, get out, 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 get out. Touch somebody and tell them it's time for you to get out the boat. Peter, Peter sees Jesus. He sees Jesus. They're on the boat. What does the boat represent? possible. They're on the boat, and the boat represents possible. I don't know about you, come on, but I'm tired of living in the realm of possible. I'm sick of living under the, the statistics of what the world say I got to be based on where I'm from, based on the color of my skin, based on where my family came from, based on my credit score, based on my past, based on my sin, based on my struggle, and based on my energy. Somebody say, get out of the boat. Get out of the boat. When you start getting out of the boat, God's going to give you a different vibe. Look at your neighbor real quick and tell him it's a vibe thing, baby. It's a, it's a vibe thing. It's a, it's a vibe thing. Come on. Come on, you ain't talking, tell him, it's a vibe thing. It's a vibe thing. So here Jesus is looking at Peter, and Peter is looking at Jesus. And notice, there are more than just Peter on the possible. Some of you got to understand that you got to get away from some people because the way they think. 
it's no longer conducive. I'm about to shout because I'm preaching to myself. For where you're trying to go, you got to grow to a place of spiritual maturity that you will be more committed to your purpose than your possible. I wish I had somebody to know what I'm talking about. Because with God, all things are... Come on, you need to tweet this. This you, We need to tweet this. We need to hashtag more committed to my purpose than my possible. Yes, sir. Because with God, all things are possible. Yeah, I was more committed. I was more, I was kind of like Peter. I was more committed. I was kind of like Peter. They told me, they asked me stuff like, where'd you go to school? And I, I wish I could say, I went to here and I went to Harvard and I have a master's in this and a doctorate in that. And you know, I went to this study and I did this case study. And they said, well, where did you go? And I had to tell them high school. And I wish I could have told him, Mark, but at least in high school I made straight A's, but I made straight D's. And, and I wish when they asked me, like, how are you going to start a church and where are you going to put it at? Well, God told me to go to Paulding County. Paulding County, I didn't think was my purpose. But let me tell you something. The safest place, where is Twinkie Clark? In the whole wide world is in the wheel. Y'all better come on have church. You better come on get it. I got two more times. You better come on and get it. The safest place in the world is in the will of God. They said, nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to come. Nobody's going to go there. Not only are you going to have to be in a high school, but you're going to go in the back of the high school. They're not even going to let you use the real cafeteria. You're not hearing me. You're going in the fre- You're not understanding me. Freshman care cafeteria. But listen, why are you trying to figure it out? What I'm trying to tell you, Peter, I'm telling you to get off the boat, because while you're trying to figure it out, God has already defined, he's defined the laws of gravity. He's defined the laws of density and buoyancy. He is changing the game in the water. He's saying, Peter, if you got enough faith, you can do what I do. Matter of fact, and greater things shall you do than I did, because I'm going to my father. I need about 100 people to shout, get out. You ain't saying it for real. I need a hundred people to shout, get out, get out, get out. I need you to scream into your future, get out. Scream into your Monday, get out. Scream into your Tuesday, get out. Scream into your car, get out. Scream into your house, get out. Scream into your children getting saved, get out. Scream into your money, get out. Scream into your church, it's time to get out. Impossible, I'm sick of possible. I need impossible. Peter looked at everybody that was impossible. And said, y'all stay here, but I'm going there. Here's what Peter did. Peter said, Lord, is that you? See, the old church told us you couldn't question God. That ain't true. Lord, somebody question him right now. Lord, come on, you've been scared. Let's break it right now. You've been scared because grandma told you don't question God. Just accept what he allowed. I'm going to accept what he allowed, but I can't ask him questions because he is my father. So I dare somebody to question God with me, say, is that you? Come on, you ain't standing with boldness. Ask him, is that you? Is that you telling me that this business that's failing can work? Is that you telling me that this divorce, this divorce ain't going to kill me? Is that you? Jesus, is that you telling me that I only got five weeks left of 2017? I got more bills than I got money, and my pastor just asked for a seed. I want to give it, but right now I don't got it. But God, I feel something reverberating in my spirit, telling me that I can bless you in the twinkling of an eye. Somebody shout, Lord, is that you? Here's what Peter did. Peter, 
I love Peter because he's gangster. I like him, man. I like Peter because he's gangster. He's like a saved thug. I don't know if he was high. <laughs> he wasn't. But Peter, I like him, man. Lastly, I like Peter because Peter always, listen, Prince, Peter's dope because one minute he's saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. <laughs> and the next minute he's talking and Jesus has to call him a devil and say, Get away from me. Peter, one, one minute he's he preaching the gospel and the next minute he's fighting. You think you're going to take Jesus? Jesus saying, Peter, this, is, this has to be done. Jesus, Jesus saying, Peter, chill. This has to be done. No, 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 Jesus, you're wrong this time. I'm swinging on you. Jesus picks his ear up, put it back on his face, and Peter still want a buck. Peter says, I'm following Jesus because he is the only thing that's ever made a consistent difference in my life. Somebody say, is that you? Peter says, is that you? This is what he did. I'm closing. He says, if that's you, you got to read it for yourself. For my theological scholars that's used to presentations being a little different, read it for yourself. Peter did this. Blew my mind. He says, if it is you, Bid me to come. Anthony Murray's translation. If it's really you, do something. <laughs> Gideon said, if it's you, I'm putting the fleece down in the morning. Let dew be on the ground and let the fleece be dry. Somebody say, is it you? It's all right to test God. In Malachi, he says, prove me then. See, some of you got to get your faith game up because we've been taught wrong. You've been taught this kind of stuff is not faith. You've been taught that this is disrespectful, but God loved to be tried with faith. Do, have you noticed he hasn't responded to your tears? Have you noticed he hasn't responded to your complaints? Have you noticed he hasn't responded to you being mad? Have you know, have you know your fear didn't move God, but when you start speaking faith, faith will make God get off his throne, roll his sleeves up and say, oh, you talking to me? Uh, oh, you don't think I'll do it? Oh, you don't think I'll bless you? I'll be telling God stuff like this now. I said, God, this is what I told God. I'm going to tell you my secret. I told him this this year. I just got the confidence to do it this year. I says, God, I got all these haters. I got people not believing. I got people doubting. I got people don't believe I can do it. They, got, they think I'm lying. They think I'm crazy. They think I'm just wild and young and don't know what I'm doing. They hating on me and plotting against me. God, if you don't do it, you're going to look bad. God said, well, if you don't bless, if you don't bless them, you don't bless them, you're going to make me be a liar. If you don't bless these people for sowing and giving, you're going to make me a liar. You're going to look bad, God says, huh? Peter said, if it's you, bid me to come. Jesus said, it's me. Peter started walking on water. I got to close because I think you got it. I got, I, got a, I got a thing full of notes, but the Holy Spirit is stopping me every time I try to go to it. This, I can't preach this message, but this one time today, like this. The next two services are going to be for them. Here it is. 
The revelation is this. That as long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he was able to do the impossible. If you keep reading, he starts sinking. You want to know why? Because he started looking back at the impossible, at the possible. What God is doing in this season is no longer about the possible. What God is doing in this season is all about the impossible. While you're trying to figure it out, your faith is already negotiated for you. He says, give, and it shall be given back unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. And run it over. Shall men give unto your bosom. You are the antidote. You are the one that God has chosen. I'm done. You are the person that God's hand is on. That's why the enemy fights you like he do. But some of the fight and the attack you think is Satan is not. It's God. It is God taking you through. Because he wants you to understand that if I can take you through, I will bring you out. If I will bring you out, I can take you through. If you're going through it, I heard an old person in church, old school, say, keep on walking. Because there's a blessing on the other side of what you're going through. Touch somebody real quick, stretch all around this room, leave nobody untouched. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for Matthew 14 and 27. We thank you for bending our will into your will. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for keeping us. We thank you for encouraging us. This is my prayer, Holy Spirit, that you would teach us how to walk on water and please you with our ways. Father, I pray today for people who don't know you, who, who's not saved, who hasn't received Jesus in their heart. Squeeze that hand a little bit if you've received Jesus because the person next to you just may be a little weak in their faith. Father, we pray for the hand that we're holding that they would love you and want you. We pray, God, that depression would leave them. We come against suicidal thoughts. We come against dis disagreements. We come against hatred. We come against unforgiveness. God, you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. We pray that you'll strengthen the hand we're holding. Squeeze it just a little bit, just so gently. Just let them know they're not alone. God, I pray that you elevate their faith and that faith don't fail. I pray that the latter will be greater than the former. I pray that the last few weeks of this year, God, you're going to do beautiful exploits in our life. We give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. If you love them, clap your hands and give God a praise in this room. Hey, thank you for listening. I know this message has blessed your life. For more information or to purchase more of these messages, go to anthonymurrayministries.com. Thank you so much.